The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. This is Denise Salcedo with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, on the Busted Open podcast. On this episode, we react to the unexpected return of The Rock to Friday Night SmackDown. We also speculate whether The Rock and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania is now a possibility once more. Robin Lundberg joins the show and he shares his thoughts on The Rock's appearance and what the future holds for the People's Champ. All that coming up on the Busted Open podcast. We ended up getting none other than The Rock on the show. And this ended up being one of the best SmackDowns in a very long time. Everybody on social media is like so freaking happy with like just basically what went down. It's been a hot second that we've all felt this good, I think. It, 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 oh my gosh. Listen, I had five people call me and go, are you seeing this? And I'm like, easy killer, easy. Like, but I'm telling you for pro wrestling, Anytime there's a rock sighting, uh, you you gotta you just gotta go with it because you don't know when you're gonna get it again. For the last like two years, we've been dying to have the rock be involved in on the bloodline story. And last night was the first time that you know we had really had a lot of blood bloodline talk on uh Raw or SmackDown. So um I guess the two week break is over it's time to get back to work guys yes and that's the thing like you and i god how many times haven't we been sitting here going when are they gonna bring in more members from the bloodline when is this gonna happen and now that it's here now that we have you know the rock at at least for last night i don't know when we're gonna you know when the rock is gonna be back again because he's a you know a very busy man mark as we all know well it was all it was lightning striking because uh, they were in Colorado, and it was just very convenient. So Pat McAfee was on the show with The Rock, uh, you know, get promoting game day. And it, I guess either Pat talked them into it or they, they, they went through all the channels. I don't know how it happened. But they anyway go, the lightning struck, and The Rock came and delivered. I mean, it was, it was an awesome night for him. That pop, Mark. God dang, that pop. There's nothing like hearing a pop that The Rock 
and Stone Cold Steve Austin get. Those are the two men that when you hear their pop, you're just like, oh my God. And it's like, a, you know, people always say like a oh, wrestling, when you get the crowd reaction, it's like a rock show, right? Like add rock show times like 10. And that is what you get with The Rock and Stone Cold. So how'd you fear, feel just like having that moment, seeing him come out and just be there soaking it in and having the crowd and all of that? It's always nostalgic with me because I, I I was blessed to be able to be a part of uh, of his career and uh, walk down to the ring to that music with him before and um, and and it's it's like you said it's like a rock concert um, you can feel the crowd vibrate your clothes like you know as you walk uh, it's an incredible exhilarating feeling to um, you know, watch the crowd be led like a a conductor. It's, it's masterful. And there will be times where The Rock would be talking and the crowd would prompt and he'll go, whoa, 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 not right now. I know you want to get to that. And I'm going to make sure that you get that. And he would just, they would just shh. And like, and he would go into these diatribes about this or that or that, and they would respond. And he's all right, now we're going to go back. You were going to tell me how much you love The Rock. And then they would go right into what the feeling that they had because he was he was the conductor. It was it was incredible. And, and last night, um, they got that one more time, and it's, it's been a very, very long time. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like he has just like this uh, control over the crowd that not a lot of not a lot of people can can do. Right. And then you mentioned nostalgia. And I feel like that's exactly uh, the emotion that I think a lot of fans felt, because the second you see The Rock come out, you instantly think of like your favorite memories from, you know, back in the day when you were getting The Rock a lot more regularly, your favorite rock promos, rock matches, rock moments, period. And that was kind of the feeling that I had when I was watching this. I was thinking like, man, I remember when I would go to the shows and I would see The Rock and I didn't realize how lucky I was back then to be because, you know, sometimes you always think like, oh, yeah, this person's going to be here forever. Right. Like when you're a kid and you're going to the show, you don't see like an expiration date at all. And so, you know, seeing The Rock and seeing the people's reactions, I was like, man, there's probably a lot of people in this crowd right now that are seeing The Rock for the very first time. time. That's awesome. Right. You know, it's incredible. It, it is. And uh, Denise, I don't know if you were when when you were a kid that this was a big deal. But for me, as a kid, during the summertime, they used to have these orange push up pops. And you, you know, you like push it from the bottom with the thing. And, and the Flintstones ones, right? Right, right. So I'm hanging out it's it's a thousand degrees in texas i mean it is so hot it was like 111 degrees and one of those trucks came by the playing the visit and i said i'm gonna get one and just from we're talking about nostalgia so out of all the things that i love i went to the thing that reminded me of being a little kid and I could see my little nine-year-old hand reaching up and grabbing the orange push pop and I asked the guy I said do you have those like the push pops the orange he said yeah yeah I said man give me one of those 
And it took me back to like 10 years old. And I feel like last night, the people that were diehard uh, Attitude Era fans, that's what happened to them. They, they, they reached back into their childhood. They reached back into their teen years. They reached back into um, their young adult lives and they got to relive that moment again. And it's, it's, it's special, you know, and for all the people that the kids, you know, nine years old, eight years old, you know, that never saw the rock in live, the people that got that were in that arena that got to see the rock live people if they had known they would have paid another 100 dollars per ticket just to get a glimpse of the rock so like that in itself says a lot for who he is as a, a iconic wrestling entity um but i'm i'm just happy that everybody got to be able to experience that because uh it, it's it's it, it may be another it may be another long minute before they get it again. I know, I know. I was so jealous of last night's crowd, man. Like whoever was oh. in that building, you guys are so lucky, man. Like again, like you already had John Cena, you know. And I'm already thinking, like, okay, if I'm going to the show and John Cena's there. To me, that's already a huge win, right? Like, it's a huge win when you already got John Cena. And then all of a sudden, like, you got The Rock. And I'm thinking, I don't even remember the last time on a SmackDown where you had The Rock and John Cena on the show. Like, come on. I don't even remember the last time that happened. So to have that, to have that experience, it was a very lucky night last night for sure. So I do want to talk a little bit about what actually went down after The Rock came out. So The Rock comes out and he uh, was introduced by Pat McAfee because Pat McAfee had came in and he was the one who introduced the show and this all led to a back and forth between the rock and austin theory and austin theory i want to give him his due mark because i thought that he you know what he was kind of put in a spot where like he could have easily just been like roasted the hell out by the rock but he stood his ground right he goes yeah. out there and he starts bragging about how he's the Austin. He's saying that he's the one that's going to be on all of the Mount Rushmore's. He's bragging and putting himself over. And The Rock just tells him to shut up. He says it a lot. You know, you know, he's, he's a lot more foul language in there, but it's fine. And so, and so then The Rock basically gets the crowd to chant, You are an a-hole to Austin Theory. And during this, the crowd goes nuts, obviously, and they're chanting, uh, you are an a-hole to Austin Theory. And during this whole time, like, we get so much muting, obviously, because, you know, they can't air those bad words on TV. And so we're getting all of this muting, whatever. We come back to this, and Austin Theory, you know, he punches The Rock, and obviously The Rock ends up getting them with the people's elbow. Big moment, and even then... Pat McAfee then gets to also do the people's elbow. And it's very funny seeing that comparison of seeing The Rock do it and then Pat McAfee do it. It was so funny. Um, Mark, what did you make of all of this? Can you say elbow again? Elbow? Am I saying elbow weird? It's with an A? An elbow? Elbow. Elbow. Well, I mean, I'm one to talk, but I'm just saying elbow and elbow. Hold on. What am I saying? Elbow. I'm gonna start saying elbow now. What do you say? Elbow. Elbow. 
Yeah, like, ew. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just comes natural to me. People's elbow. All right. Well, I'm going I'm to switch it. <laughs> no, what let... if I'm wrong? Don't switch it. <laughs> don't switch it. I, just I don't know. It... it just rolls off the tongue easier for me that way. I don't know. Hey, it I, I like... found it amusing. Elbow. Though. Just elbow. so you know that it made my morning. <laughs> uh, now everybody that's listening right now is like, wait a minute. Hold on. Everybody's out here saying elbow. Yeah, Mark Henry Am I not hitting talking the to e somebody enough? about diction. Am I not hitting the E hard enough? It's all right. No, I'm gonna this is gonna I'm gonna carry <laughs> this with me forever now, Mark. Oh, now I'm feeling bad. No, I do this. There's times like I'm the person that would say Valentine's Day instead of Valentine's Day. Oh. And okay. no one ever corrected me like my whole entire life until I got like older. And so now like I want to be corrected. I want to know so that I don't go like a fool saying Valentine's Day instead of Valentine's. Okay. Bless, bless your heart. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> what did you think of what went down? I thought it was awesome. I thought that Austin Theory uh, went out there and did the, as good a job as anybody could have done in that role. Uh, I could have seen The Miz in that role. I could have seen Grayson Waller in that role. Um, but they they picked Austin Theory to do it, and he did a hell of a job. Um, it, and it fit, too, because of the interactions that he had with Pat McAfee and I was I wanted him to to kind of run Pat McAfee down a little more, and and Pat McAfee tell him, hey, how did that work out for you last time? You know, and 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 it was it was good to see uh, the Rock be sharing of the spotlight because he could have easily just swallowed all of that and kept it for himself. But getting you know Pat McAfee to do the elbow like it's it, it was it was pretty damn special. It was a good moment for pro wrestling. It certainly was. Even that moment where Austin Theory kind of interrupted The Rock with his own line. I remember like just like that moment. It was what was funny too is that Pat McAfee was in the back, and I think he had the facial expression that all the fans had because he was like what the hell? Like, I can't believe this happened. And that was really cool to kind of just see someone there that was also kind of reacting to this. But Austin Theory, like he did really great. He didn't fumble in his, his lines. He never does. But still, like when you're in there with The Rock, it's clearly going to be a different set of emotions, a different set of, you know, just, uh, you know, nerves or whatever, right? So this was freaking awesome. This is former UFC champion, Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. I'm like out here wishing upon a star, waiting for shooting stars to pass across the sky just so I yeah. can make a little wish here. But yeah. I'm going to say yes. And the reasons I'm going to say yes to The Rock at, at WrestleMania 40 uh, against Roman Reigns is because they mentioned in this whole thing that they wanted it to be the start of something instead of the end of something. And so I feel like maybe that's why we had to go through this entire journey. That's why they had him defeat Cody Rhodes. I feel like that's the only maybe explanation to that. 
But then on top of that, I'm thinking, okay, they just did this merger with Endeavor, right? They got TKO, we got, you know, this whole thing that's going down, right? So I feel because of that, that they're going to want something big for this WrestleMania. And so what gets bigger than The Rock and Roman Reigns right now, you know, for WrestleMania 40? So that's personally why I'm thinking yes. The other reason is, is um, when I was watching the interview with him and Pat McAfee, you know, The Rock brought up WrestleMania 40 on his own. You know, Pat McAfee didn't bring it up. It wasn't like he was just asked and he was like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. No, he brought this up on his own. Now, I know he had been saying, you know, talking about this forever, but the fact that he brought it up on his own specifically here and then showed up the same night, it it just gives me a little bit more more hope and thinking that, yes, it's actually going to happen. Oh, man, I, I, I love your optimism. I love it because the world needs optimists. My mother was an optimist. My mother never saw the glass half empty. Never, not once. It was always, look what God gave us. We got half a glass. And there, you need that blind optimism um, just to get through pain. But Denise, I have suffered too many moments of pain and I don't doubt that the pain is there. I'm waiting on it. I know it's going to happen. No. I've lost all hope that we're going to get it now. Because when when you could have had it a year ago, and it would have been so many millions of dollars, so many fans that could have been new fans that are not fans because the, you didn't get introduced at the time last year. You remember the rock had four movies out at the same time. Nuts. He's not going to have four movies out next year when WrestleMania comes around. When, when WrestleMania comes around, there will be there won't be four movies in production. The world, the marketing around the world will not be the same as it would have been last year. So that being said, like, what 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 do you do? What what do you 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 bring the Rock back and have him go through a series of matches? To build toward this, do you what what kind of angle do you create to where the rock is the general manager now or the rock is um a partner and it you know with endeavor what what do you do? I want a percentage I'll do this if I don't then i'll just I'll take the pay that it that that is given me. But if I win, I get this. And they're like, you got to do something extra. You make it up. You know what else makes this kind of crazier? And this is where I'm going to be disappointed. So here's the thing. Now that we officially know that it was supposed to happen, it was in the books, whatever, right? Now, because that is out there and because this was so you know closely mentioned to WrestleMania 40, if this doesn't happen at WrestleMania 40, I can tell you that I'm going to be like, 
I'm personally speaking for myself going to be upset because, you know, it, it makes you think, okay, if you didn't do it then, and then you didn't do it now, it ain't never going to happen. After WrestleMania 40, come WrestleMania 41, I don't want to be talking about this anymore. People no. will stop. They'll tune it out. They're like, ah, ain't going to happen. And, and then it's not, then it don't matter. Exactly. So if it doesn't happen at WrestleMania 40, Mark, mark my words, I'm done. I'm no longer going to mention Rock and Roman Reigns ever again in my entire life. If it doesn't happen at WrestleMania 40, I'm done. I'm really done. I'm going to be like, that's it. I never want to talk about this match again because it ain't never going to happen. So now I feel like it has to happen because you already told us it was. So now it puts the pressure on them to be like, well, shoot, we told everybody, we let everybody in on our secret that this match was supposed to happen. So now we got to deliver on that promise. At least that's what I would think, you know, illogical. You will feel then the way that I feel now. Right. I still got a little shred of hope left. Oh, you still got, look at you with your hope and optimism and angel tears. Oh, man. No, I already planned it all, too. Like, in my head, I already planned it all, Mark. Night one, WrestleMania, Rock versus Roman. Roman defeats The Rock. Night two, Roman versus Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes finishes his story. Bam. That's it. I did it. Simple. Oh, man. We killed, what is that saying? You kill one bird, no, two birds with one stone? Yeah. There you go. That's my saying. That's my plan for WrestleMania 40. What? You you have Cody Rhodes be the face of the business. Yeah. He beat like Roman is Roman is still Roman, and you got your tailor-made excuse why Roman lost. And it's because he had a war with the rock and he was just not at a hundred percent. And then you can go into the next two pay-per-views with Roman chasing Cody like, no, I'm fresh now. I want my rematch. (laughs) You know, like, it's you just set it up where it would be perfect. You see? I applaud you, Denise. Thank you. Like, the vision is out there. Let's make this happen. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast, where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports, NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Finally, the Robin has come back. To bust it open. Yeah, th- thanks, Denise. Uh, um, it, I love it. There's almost, I, I don't know, like, you know, there, there's been very few days, perhaps in the history of wrestling, where it's more exciting to do a wrestling show. So, you know, it's like, can you, can you, can you do the show? Well, I mean, did The Rock return on SmackDown? Of course I can. It doesn't matter if I can do the show or not. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Dude, but it's true though. It's like, I think like if you're a wrestling fan, you're a wrestling podcaster, like this is one of the days where you want to talk about pro wrestling with somebody, right? Like you just want to get your thoughts out there and talk about The Rock because, you know, one of the things that Mark and I were talking about from the very beginning was the fact that when you got The Rock on the show and on top of that, you also got John Cena, it just brings back so much nostalgia, right? So for you, Robin, uh, you know, when you found out that The Rock was, you know, going to be on the show or rather like when he actually came out, like what was your reaction to that? Well, my, my reaction was, wow, it's awesome to be in that crowd. Right, because that's what I, I felt for, for them. Because when they bought tickets to SmackDown, they had no idea that The Rock would, would show up. In fact, it was probably the, the furthest thing from their mind. In a million years, they probably didn't think it. As far as The Rock coming out, it didn't surprise me at all. You know, once he did the McAfee appearance, and, and he does that in Boulder, uh, and then I find out that SmackDown is in Denver, I was like, oh, The Rock's coming out. Because my wife was putting the kids to bed. I ran upstairs and I said, no, 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 no. They got to watch some of SmackDown with me because I, I think there's a really good chance The Rock shows up and John Cena's already going to be on there. So you, you have The Rock's return to that pop. You have that moment between him and Cena. Remember, there was legit heat between those guys. I almost cried seeing them, you know, dap up and hug. So, yeah, you're right, Denise. I mean, and so much of this business 
is built on nostalgia too. I say it all the time, but when I'm doing more general sports talk and I bring up pro wrestling, there's always some connection somebody in the audience has. And for anybody who's probably between the ages of 25 and 50, you know, The Rock and Cena are checking a lot of boxes. Yeah, they certainly are. I'm curious, what was your kids' reactions? Like, what is their familiarity with The Rock? Uh, they're familiar with The Rock from some of the older stuff I've shown them. And obviously, The Rock is a different um, animal in the sense that he's so uber famous r- across the board, right? So, you know, I'm sure they've seen Jumanji or, or whatever the case may be with The Rock. They, they know who the, the Rock is. So, you know, it, it's also, you know, they see mom recognizing the rock too when she's you know not necessarily recognizing austin theory right so that that's um that's part of it but yeah they they knew they knew it was a moment they could tell i i think uh my oldest son actually actually asked me is this the biggest smackdown ever oh that's so sweet what did you tell him I say it's up there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's up, you know, like you can you can parse through things. You can you know, like art, go back. I'd have to look at the library, the lineage of SmackDowns, but it, it sure as hell was up there. Yeah, it's funny because I think when you get somebody who asks a question like that, it's one of those things where like they want to hear the answer is yes, because they want to know like, oh, I was a part of it. Like, oh, my God, like this happened and I was watching and it just adds to your fandom, right? If you get to be part of these like big moments. So, you know, I do want to touch on that moment with John Cena because we did get a backstage interaction between The Rock and John Cena. And it was very simple. John Cena tells him, welcome home they shake hands they hug and what did you make of that specific moment and just like even just like seeing it I don't know what did you think well twofold one I I remember I I was at um Wrestlemania MetLife one of the the Cena rock matches and I didn't realize it quite as much at the time as as I have in hindsight you know how much of that that genuine sort of heat there was between the two of them for a point uh, when Cena did the whole, you know, you're reading your promos off your, your arm deal and, and the rock did not take kindly to that. And Cena didn't prep him for that. And that was, a, that was a big thing. And remember, you know, at that point in time, the rock was the guy and Cena was the guy coming for the guy. And there's always that natural bit of friction that comes from that, even if you like each other. So when you add in the fact that the, the rock probably felt insulted and disrespected by Cena at that point in time. That's something that's going to leave a little scar tissue. So it's cool to see them, you know, they've already since done that, but completely bury the hatchet, you know, in in this way. And then there's the other aspect of it where Cena always comes back, right? Cena always comes back. He's back right now. He's on an extended run. And you know that he considers WWE home. He considers W. he, he, He doesn't forget what made him what he is right now. Part of the reason probably they're announcing him as the greatest of all time, John Cena, every time. You know, it's, it's that mutual respect. The Rock hasn't been back in a minute. You know, he's gone on to bigger, I don't want to say bigger, but different things. It, bigger in a sense of it, Hollywood, all that stuff that, that The Rock has done that isn't Monday Night Raw and, and SmackDown. And, and of course, he's been, he's been doing that for, I mean, I remember when the Scorpion King came out and it was a big deal that the rock was in the scorpion king and then he was in the rundown and all but now the rock is a legit movie star and he hasn't been back in a minute now he's got a busy schedule of course he's getting older all these things that can contribute to that but 
there probably is a little bit of that feeling of, you know, Cena keeps coming back. Cena keeps coming back. Where's Rocky? And then The Rock shows up. That's what I think the meaning of that phrase Cena threw out there, welcome home or welcome back, whatever, however it was worded exactly, uh, was getting at. And, you know, you mentioned like the movies and it took me back right now because you're talking about the Scorpion King, the rundown. And I remember like when The Rock started doing movies, right? It was like one movie every now and then, right? I don't know the exact time frame between movies, but I remember that my uncle used to take me and my grandma to all of the movies that The Rock did. And then obviously once The Rock, you know, left and he exploded in Hollywood, after that, it was kind of impossible to go see each and every single movie because there were so many. But, uh, you know, it takes me back to those like moments where it's like, yeah, I remember going to the movie theaters and freaking watching The Rundown. I remember all of that. And it's just, it's so crazy. Again, nostalgia is just such a big conversation right now because it does bring back this flood of memories. Another memory that it brings back for me, Robin, is I remember one time, and I forget the exact date or whatever, but I remember that it was The Rock and Trish Stratus were teaming together. I think it was like on a Raw or something. I don't even remember, probably in Anaheim. I was at the show, and I remember being a kid, Robin, and the whole crowd was chanting, puppies, right? You know, for Trish. The whole time, I remember thinking that they were chanting, Rocky so while everybody was chanting puppies I was chanting Rocky and it was one of my my favorite uh moments uh, from being like in the crowd because again like I just had no idea that that was what people were chanting instead of it being like Rocky and another moment too is like even I was there when the rock called uh CM Punk on the phone I remember that was a big thing so like this took me back to all of these memories for you like what are some memories like either from live events where the rock was at or like you know just general memories of the rock or moments that you really enjoyed well you yeah, look uh, uh the rock it's funny <laughs> the the chant that had to be bleeped out by the censors last night he probably didn't realize that because he used to tell people to you know candy ass all the time right <laughs> um layeth the smack it down on your candy ass which is the name of smackdown the name of smackdown comes from the rock right like that's how big a star this guy was my memories go back to rocky mayavia you know i remember rocky mayavia the blue chip prospect with the die rocky die signs in the crowd and you were just talking to to mark about the nation the nation of domination is what launched the rock as we know it and i and i just remember him coming out with that swag you know with that presence on the microphone the kind of thing that you couldn't teach and you you wouldn't have believed as hot as nwo was and then austin was that there would be another force that would come on the heels of that because austin sort of you know lit the the match and, and the rock was that fire that, that kept going as the gasoline was poured on it. And, and I, I remember all of that and, and all those moments. Um, and, and, you know, my favorite rock moment, my favorite rock moment is when Jericho made his WWE debut. Because know he, that were, one by heart, Robin, <laughs> by heart. They were promoing it so heavy. He was saying his name over and over with the Y2J countdown. And then the Rock said, what was your name again? It's Chris. It doesn't matter what your name is. The first time he ever did that, it was so funny in the moment, so well-timed because of the, the buildup for Jericho. If I'm, I'm saying I have um, a favorite Rock moment, it's that. But r- real quick, because I know we're getting to this conversation, I, I bring up Rocky Maivia with a little bit of a purpose, too. 
because I think there are some parallels from Rocky Maivia to The Rock as there are from a previous iteration of Roman Reigns that wasn't, you know, that was pushed and fans maybe felt pushed too much in their face and, and they had a backlash to rather than what he eventually became in the Tribal Chief. Isn't that crazy, like, to think how this stuff parallels each other and you're like, okay, like, this is where we're at. If only in hindsight we knew that this is what The Rock would become. Just little things like that. And even with Roman Reigns, if you only knew what Roman Reigns would become. So, yeah, those things do ring true. Now, I do want to go ahead and touch on the specific moment last night. Um, You know, we were talking about the, the A-hole chance and how it was being muted and all of that. What did you think of the actual segment from Pat McAfee coming out and introducing The Rock, even his little back and forth that he had with Austin Theory, and then also Austin Theory really stepping it up there and really kind of, you know, not sinking while being in this, you know, promo war with The Rock? Yeah, Austin Theory did a good job. And, and now, you know, he, he's been in there with, with Cena. He's been in there with The Rock. He's kind of a made man in that sense, and, and I thought last night was a big moment for him because we've talked about it, how the, the way that they had positioned him, it didn't feel like that momentum had been capitalized on. I mean, he got a win over Cena at WrestleMania. That's a huge deal, but this may have put him back there. You know, that, that um, partnership with Grayson Waller was good, and then this may have put him back there. So uh, Austin Theory should be feeling good about himself and his performance today. Uh, as far as the way they did it, I thought it was great. I mean, I know people are going to complain it didn't advance any stories. That wasn't the point. Look, this was fortuitous circumstances. That's why this happened. You know, the college game day is in Boulder because of Deion Sanders and Coach Prime and how big a story that has been. Pat McAfee doing college game day, obviously his connection with WWE. The, the Rock being kind of a guy who flies in and parachutes in and does some of these big football events, a football fan. So he's there. He's doing college game day. It's a big college game day. Look at, look at what, ha what you have here. You know, SmackDown is in Denver. So I, I thought it was fortuitous circumstances that led to it. So this was like a one-off kind of thing. But the thing about it is, The Rock has kind of backed himself into a corner. He's kind of backed himself into a corner. Because he goes on Pat McAfee and says, Yeah, it was a done deal. Me and Roman, WrestleMania 39. And then he says, didn't happen, but there's always WrestleMania 40 in Philly. So he's putting the, the breadcrumbs and the seeds out there. And then he shows up on SmackDown the same night, even though we all know it was because they were in the same location. It didn't have anything to do with a storyline. But when you put that out into the universe, and then you show up in front of the WWE universe, well, Mr. Rock, I got to tell you, if you don't take on Roman Reigns at WrestleMania now, you look scared. You see what I mean? Like, it has to happen now, right? Like, it's been put out there. And the fact that it was going to happen makes you think, like, okay, now I don't want to hear no reason in a year from now as to why it didn't happen. So, like, for you, Robin, like, do you think that this is now or never for WrestleMania 40? Roman Reigns, Rock, do you think it's happening? I think it's going to happen. Uh, I think it is now or never 1,000%. I think the ball is in the Rock's court, as I just mentioned. There's a writer's strike going on at this moment. I think maybe that's a reason Cena is doing this extended run at this time. You know, Hollywood is in a bit of a holding pattern. Uh, he put it into the, the universe. Um, it, it, look, it's not, it's not like both guys are in their absolute primes, right? Roman is in his prime, but, you know, The Rock, it's been a while uh, since he's been back out there. And, and, and when he did 
go against Cena. He had some big injuries there. But it can happen. It still can happen. He's still physically capable enough to make it happen. And whatever people want to say, and I know there's the Cody Rhodes aspect of this. I know there's a lot. um, Even Roman isn't on the show all the time now, and obviously The Rock hasn't been there in forever. With that said, this is the entertainment business. And Rock Roman is a a once-in-a-lifetime match. A once-in-a-lifetime match. You know, two possible faces on Mount Rushmore, one guy who's already there, one guy whose face is being etched into Mount Rushmore, who also have a familial connection, a natural story with the the title of tribal chief on the line. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to retroactively lose respect for The Rock if he doesn't make it happen now. He can't be afraid of Roman. He's got to make it happen. A once-in-a-lifetime dream match. Tribal Chief title on the line. Rock, Roman, WrestleMania 40. Let's go! Damn, Robin, even hearing you just kind of like pitch that right now and talking about once in a lifetime, as you were saying it, I was seeing the wording, I was seeing the, the marquee, I was seeing the posters, I was seeing it and envisioning it all. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.